0: This is the 77 WABC minicast.
1: What is today is Karl Rove, one of our country's uh, leading Republican strategists. And um, last night they had uh, the debates. And uh, Karl Rove, there's nobody better to analyze what the heck happened than, than you. What the heck happened?
2: Uh, Well, it was uh, not illuminating in points. I mean, I think uh, Ron DeSantis had a good night talking about his agenda. Uh, Mr. Ramosawani did a a spectacular job of making himself even more objectionable than he did in any of the previous debates. Uh, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the the attacks on Nikki Haley were over the top. And uh, then at the end, he just felt obligated to endorse every nutty Concept, you know, the nine nine eleven was an inside job. Uh, so was uh, so was January six. That was brought on by federal agents, not not violent protesters. I mean, it just, uh, you know, he he just sort of got out of control. Chris Christie did a good job, I, th- I thought last night in laying out his case. Uh, I thought one of the toughest questions of the evening, you no, know, was the one that said, "Look, here's the, what the polls say about uh, you know, only three quarters of the Republicans in the state of New Hampshire won't vote for you." But, uh, look, I think these things have been useful. They've been an opportunity for people to see the alternatives that are available to them. And as a result, um, at least three of the people on the stage last night have done themselves some good, at least in the early states. One has uh, used the debates to, to his uh, disadvantage, uh, Vivek. Uh, he, he just – he, he seemed interesting and different at the beginning, and then he turned into a nut.
0: You know, Carl, this is Rita Cosby. Do you think there was a winner and do you think there was a clear loser and does it clear the field now as we're heading into Iowa, not that far away, and then New Hampshire?
2: Yeah, well, there was one loser and that was Vivek. I don't think he did anything last night that helped him. Uh, and he'd, he was already sinking. The other three, look, two of them are competing in Iowa, uh, DeSantis and Haley, and they did some self- themselves some good. Ah, uh, Christie's only competing in New Hampshire, and he probably uh, strengthened his position there. But what's going to be interesting is to see how this all plays out, because it, it, this could be a situation everybody expects. And the and the president is spending, the former president is spending, in my opinion, too much time talking about how far ahead he is in the polls, raising expectations rather than lowering them. He's he's his number in Iowa is significantly below the number that he has nationwide. Nationwide, 58 to 60. In in, uh, the 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 Iowa poll, which is sort of the 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 gold standard, uh, he's at forty three, or he was at forty three in in late in October. Um, And you know, uh, what happens if he is at forty percent? So six out of every ten Republicans vote for somebody else, and either DeSantis or Haley is in second place. That's what's you know that's going to be the story coming out of Iowa. Look at the surprise. Second place finish, and off we go to New Hampshire. And let me tell you, I've, I've had personal experience in New Hampshire. They like upsetting the apple cart, and uh, they could conceivably do so. But it, this is going to be the most unpredictable presidential election we've ever had, and in 10, the most unpredictable uh, Republican primary is, is a possibility. We should, we got two front runners who uh, should both be the nominees of their party. But they aren't particularly popular. This is the most unpopular pair of front runners since we began polling on that question in 1936, and as a result, crazy things can happen.
0: Yeah, you uh, never know. By the way, uh, uh, also, did you see Carl that Vivek brought out the whiteboard last night? I thought of you. Uh, of course, it was a it was a jab when he did it to Nikki Haley. Uh, the other thing, too, also Carl Rove, is we saw. Uh, You know, some really interesting comments coming from the president, Uh, Joe Biden, as you talked about the unpopularity, especially on the Democratic side. He came out and said, I might not be running, uh, you know, if Trump wasn't. And then he tried to backtrack on that. Um, How much do you think that that's truth? And is it uh, sort of a, you know, a personal issue for him?
2: Yeah. Well, first, let me say, Vivek was mimicking the whiteboard. He was using a pad of paper. So uh, otherwise, I'd be suing him, in court for, you know, trademark infractions. But look, Joe Biden, it's just amazing to me that he is running. I mean, he is he is he was the oldest president when he was inaugurated. Wasn't that, you know, at the at the end of his first term, he's the oldest president. He was the oldest president when he got inaugurated. And, you know, what he was saying was, in essence, showing his hand. There's one reason why he's in this race, because he has taken it upon himself to believe that he is the only Democrat who can beat Donald Trump. In reality, he may be the only Democrat who can lose to Donald Trump. Think about this. Paul, uh, uh,
1: I was told by some friends of mine in in the Democratic Party that they're going to seek the nomination under uh, uh, Joe Biden. And after he gets the nomination, if, he, he's then going to bow out and then uh, uh, there ha- doesn't have to be a primary, and then the uh, Democratic governors, the Democratic senators, and the DNC make a decision who goes into uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, nomination.
2: That decision will be made at the Democratic convention. If something happens after the Democratic convention, it falls to the Democratic National Committee to replace him on the ballot, but then they run into a problem because starting in September, States start having deadlines for setting their ballot for for the fall election. And so, um, yeah, we'll just have to see where it goes.
0: You know, Carl, uh, boy, this is a wild one. And Carl Roof, thank you so much. We'll have to buckle our seatbelts. It's going to
2: be a wild election year. It will be. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Carl.